Welcome to All Things Greater Burlington, where you will hear from the movers, shakers, and changemakers that are moving Greater Burlington forward. Here is your host, Stephen Brody. Welcome to All Things Greater Burlington. I'm your host, Stephen Brody. Jennifer Glendenning is the owner of Barn on the Ridge, and we are so excited to have her with us today. Jennifer, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. You know, there was a there was a time uh, several weeks ago where I came and I visited you at your lovely facility. You gave me a great tour, and you told me the story about Barn on the Ridge, and I just found it so fascinating that I wanted to give you the opportunity to share that with folks. And perhaps by people hearing your story, it could serve as an inspiration and it could serve as motivation for folks to be able to say, I can do this. <laughs> if I have an idea, I can do it and I can see it through to reality. And so why don't you just start with um, the basics? You know, what is Barn on the Ridge? And what services does it provide and where is it located? Yeah, so again, thanks thanks for having me. Um, I'm super excited to, to talk a little bit about us today. So um, we all, uh, we actually opened up in 2014. Uh, we are a wedding and event venue, uh, barn style, pretty much. Um, a little bit fancier than a, than a, than a normal <laughs> Iowa barn, but... Uh, yeah, and so, you know, it was always a dream of mine. Uh, I was actually a dental hygienist. Uh, that's what I went to college for. I did that for 11 years and always just kind of thought maybe there was a little bit something else out there. I loved my job. I loved my patients. But, you know, you just kind of feel like there is maybe something else out there. So, um where, where'd the idea come from? Well, then? we had went to a kind of a similar venue out of town for a family wedding. And I said to my husband, gosh, this is exactly what I would want to do. I loved the whole concept. Um, you know, we didn't want to do the food and I didn't want to do the bar side of things. Um, so that was always kind of a hang up for me. Um, but, you know, we kind of just started to, to dream, basically. We went to this place. It was awesome. Um, again, you could pick your own vendors and um, it was just a beautiful place. So we kind of left there with this like dream in my heart so I always joked there for the following years I would clean teeth and write down ideas <laughs> on how I think I would want my wedding venue to be um yeah and then you know luckily I have a supportive husband so he said you know we could just start putting things down on paper yeah and kind of deciding you know maybe if this is something financially that we could look into so we did all of those things and uh you know approached our our bank and the bank didn't say no so that was a good thing good they kind of just said hey you know that's interesting and so we just started talking from there um and yeah i mean once the the bank was kind of on board with all of those things of course the next step was where mm -hmm. and we wanted you know outside of of town a little bit but not too far and uh luckily we just got real lucky some land had come up for auction and um we were able to purchase that and from there it just rolled out so you yeah. know we designed the barn ourselves um Put everything down on good old fashioned graph paper uh, and had taken it to wow, graph paper. Yes, still we, exists. <laughs> we hand drew all of it out and then, of course, went to Menards and kind of said, Help us. And so, from that point forward, we were able to get blueprints drawn up. Um, and yeah, you know, from that point forward, we were able to, we, we general contracted it. We have some construction, um, you know, uh, experience in, in our past. And so we were the general contractors, uh, but with a, wow. with a great crew, we were able to execute it. Um, we actually built it in 11 weeks um, because we were so far behind uh, with the weather. Um, so our goal was to have it done by June. 
our original hope was to break ground in March. Well, yeah. it was kind of a year like this where winter just didn't want to go away. So yeah. we actually didn't get to break ground until the second week of April. So okay. we were uh, we hit the ground running and never stopped. And your idea of the the design, was that your idea or had you done some research and seen how others um, were? Both. I mean, you know, we kind of looked at pictures, but um, again, you know, we, we did all of it. We hand drew it out. And so, you know, as you start picking materials, it's kind of like, oh, you know, what what if this doesn't look good together? So some of it kind of the black trim on the inside can't, kind of came last minute. The uh, cedar on the walls, we did a rough sawn cedar. Um, I didn't want it to look fake. I didn't want it to look like paneling. So we had had something already in mind, but I just wasn't set on it. And at the last minute, my husband said, what about this? And it was like this rough sawn cedar. And so we did that and I'm so glad um, it all came together and it, and it looked really good. So were you able to find your materials easily? Yes. I mean, back then, luckily prices were not what they are today. So yeah, we were very lucky. We actually both uh, worked um, at Menards, um, our whole uh, through high school and so luckily we you know we knew and that was the old old store so we were able to walk in there and know pretty much everything so they treated us very well um and you know we ordered from some other areas uh um companies around here as well so but yeah i mean we were able to keep everything very fairly local which we were thankful for so So from the time that you had this conceptual idea to the time that the building was built how long would you say that was? So the wedding we had went to was in June of 2012. Okay. And then from that point forward, we just, again, I literally never stopped thinking about it. Yeah. But But in the back of my mind, I just kind of thought this probably is never going to happen. Things like this don't typically happen to, to people like us because, you know, it... Again, it was the the financial means of where do you go from here kind yeah. of thing. And so luckily we had done some other um, investments and, you know, bought some rental properties that had mm-hmm. given us a great relationship with our bank. And so uh, that helped us tremendously. But so from 2012 um, to, I think we presented it to the bank about eight or so months later, yeah. we ended up purchasing the land in 2013 and broke grant, ground in April of 2014. Wow. So... Are you were you comfortable with that time frame? Was that what you were hoping, or were yeah, you like, I, oh, this should have been done already? No, I mean, you know, again, it was so up. I don't want to say up in the air, but there's a lot of obstacles, you know, that you don't realize um, that you have to kind of uh, basically hurdles that you have to jump over. And every time you would hit one, you think, oh, this might be it. This like might for not example, be. what what well, was one? Um, the the sprinkler system was one of the things that that uh, we didn't have to do because we were in the county. But okay. since we wanted to, of course, do everything, you know, as right and as safely as possible, um, we decided to put one in because, um, you know, again, we didn't want to get to the point where we were past it, the installation, and then having to have to go back and do it. So, yeah. just getting the water lines ran and trying to figure out, you know, because it's rural, rural water. So, trying to get that line ran through, you know, it's just things like that. That just when you think you jump over one hurdle, you'd get to another one, and you think, oh my gosh, maybe this is what's going to stop us. But um, luckily, they, you know, we just kept being able to jump over them. And um, so, yeah. So, when when it was time to go, it was time to go. Yeah. And it, it was still so like wishy-washy up to that point. I mean, we were pretty sure it was going to happen, but it, you just didn't know if it was going to happen, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, and then again, with the weather, the way it was like, we were so anxious and our excavator was like, 
the ground's still frozen. Like there's <laughs> nothing we can do. So we were out there bugging him, you know, please go probe it. Can we do it now? Can we do it now? So, yeah. uh, so then, yeah, it was kind of a whirl, whirlwind once it was time, it was time. And so we were already, you know, two weeks behind because we had our first wedding scheduled June 21st. Oh, wow. So you yeah. were scheduling before it oh, was yes. finished. So that wow. was the other thing, right? You had to, well, and, and, you know, I'll put a little plug in on, you know, with the, with the partnership, how mm-hmm. I got introduced uh, to the partnership was our bank was, you know, had said, well, you know, the Greater Burlington Partnership is running at that time. They did the business plan writing competition. And so they were like, we think you need to get a business plan. Um, and so not having a lot of business background, I was like, okay. <laughs> so my husband kind of went, and I went to work on that, did our homework, um, wrote up a business plan and actually entered that class. And yeah. so it was really nice. Um, I got hooked up, you know, with a bunch of people uh, and that was a great outlet too. So I always say the partnership has helped us, you know, tremendously to get to that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we did the business plan writing competition, won first place, which was awesome. So that gave us a little bit of money. And it also helped tremendously with just um, getting our name out there as far as, you know, being legit, if that makes sense. Sure. So, you know, you, you have this idea in, in our heads, you know, this is what we wanted it to look like. But um, nobody really knows who you are. So That's right. that helped kind of give us a little bit, you know, of, of more clout. Um, and so we actually did the, um, we, so we started advertising um, and that helped, but then we did the bridal fair that January of 2014 yes. with no building. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I had this picture book and I still have it somewhere um, of just a floor plan and pictures and ideas and, you know, my husband built these wonderful barn doors, you know, because we had to have some kind of backdrop. And so we went to the bridal fair and we were able to book, I think we had 18 events booked before we even broke ground. See that? And that's fascinating. <laughs> how was how that? How does that happen? I, you know, because you don't you don't have it ready to open, but you're basically saying, I promise. Yeah. Give me your money. I promise I'm going <laughs> to deliver this. Yes. And so I, I laugh now because um, you back must then, have been a good salesman. Well, I guess, you know, I got really lucky. <laughs> And so back then too, there were coffee shops, there weren't places to meet. So I ended up meeting a lot of people in the mall food court. So, I mean, I just wonder, and my favorite was like, you'd see these dads like with their arms crossed, shaking their heads, like, this is just ridiculous, you know, cause I'm promising all of these things and I'm no, you know, they don't know me. And so, um, but it was that was even more of of um, ammunition for me to get this done. Yeah, to show them that I'm not fake. We're not, you know, just taking their money kind of thing. Yeah. And so it was it was really rewarding to be able to promise these things and be able to fulfill it in the time frame that we said. Did you have some sort of a? I don't know, an opt-out or something where it was like, if well, we're not open by Yeah, this- <laughs> I mean, we always gave them a cancellation. We always have, have always, and still have a, a, a six, we, back then I think it was a six months, we do a nine month cancellation policy. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of these girls, yes, were booking out far enough that they would have possibly had, a, you know, a backup plan-ish. If, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I mean, we're, we're on, you know, we would have never, if we wouldn't have been ready and if we would have dropped the ball, money would have been given back with no questions asked. Did, so. you, did you do anything, Jennifer, in your past that prepared you to be an event planner? The, the, all the things that go into putting on 
a venue like this? You know, just helping with, you know, parties in the past of friends and, but no, nothing. I mean, and that was the funny thing because, you know, I was a dental hygienist, of course, until I did this. And then, you know, you pick out the stuff and you pick out, you know, the items that go inside and what the, what it looks like. And then, you know, my goal was to be where I am today and be an event wedding planner, but I didn't have any experience. So I didn't exactly promise that. So when I booked these events, it was like, here's our building. Um, I'm here. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'll take the trash out and I'll, I'll clean a spill and I'll, you know, I'll move tables and chairs. I mean, yeah. the, you know, the, the physical labor was always part of the barn, but the, the planning side of things, I didn't promise right away. Cause I didn't feel like I had it in me to do that. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, this is going to sound silly. I don't know if I really knew how important it was to have somebody like that until you started being there at, at events, you know, and you needed that neutral person that wasn't a mom or a family member, because you wanted somebody that doesn't have to work that can be there to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So you notice, like the DJ would have an itinerary, and sometimes the caterers were told a different time. You know, sometimes things change. Um, or brides, you know, they're like, I don't know. And the caterer says, well, how about we do it this way? And the DJ says, how about we do it this way? So it's yeah. kind of nice to have that person, you know, that would be that neutral um, so, Some contact. people go to school for that kind of training. Yeah. You no, didn't. I did. I just, on the job. Wow. So it started off, you know, you know, I'd be there, I'd watch things, and I'd see what needed, and I'd start making notes. And Or, you know, a lot of people are now doing the getting ordained online as a friend or a family member, which is neat because that, you know, it's more of an intimate experience with those people, but then those people have never done it before. Mm-hmm. So you needed that somebody to kind of say, look, you do that part because that's super important. I can't do that part. Let me do the stuff that you don't really want to do, which is wrangle everybody up, tell them when to go, and just basically keep order. Mm-hmm. And so taking notes, and so from that point forward, I've, you know, written down stuff and I have forms that they fill out now. And so the meeting side of things is, is something that you don't realize how important it is. It only, not only, of course, you get the details worked out and it eases their minds to know that we're here to say, look, you don't have to worry about any of that. We'll take care of it. And you've got a lot of vendors that then you had to research to get you the supplies. Well, I do a lot of, um, I have a vendor list for people. And so I like, um, you know, because we give, we basically are the house and we get to help employ local people as well. So yeah. I have a vendor list of people. You don't have to use anybody on it, but you know, there's food, there's DJs, there's flowers. And so we get a lot of out of town people, a lot of people that aren't from Burlington. So it's actually an honor to be able to pull people into our area. I yeah. mean, I haven't sat down and did the statistics, but I would guess about 80% of our clientele are not from Burlington. What do you th- what are you attributing that to? Where how are you getting your message out? Um, social media and word of mouth. I mean, I get very lucky with those things because yeah. if you think about each event that you have is around anywhere between 150 to to 280 people. I mean, there's not a lot of platforms out there that reach that many people, I mean, regularly, yeah. every weekend. And so uh, a lot of it's word of mouth. A lot of it is social media. I get very lucky with that. You've stuff, got the so. bridal show that takes place here in, in January. Are there other similar shows that you go to? No. Uh, you know, and actually, you know, with COVID the way it was, we didn't do the bridal show for the last couple of years. Yeah. And it is, it's a good outlet to reach people. I feel like a lot of the clientele that go there have already pretty much chosen their date and chosen their venue and they're going for like the side vendors. But I enjoy it because I love to talk to people. And who knows if that bride's walking through, maybe she already has her date book, but maybe her best friend hasn't done 
those things yet. Yeah. So you never know who you're going to reach out to. How did you know who to go to, like for tables and chairs and linens? You know, and things the like internet that. is a Lighting. powerful thing. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what, just doing, re, you know, just googling it and reading reviews, and so that was a thing. Like we ordered one chair and we got the chair and we sat on the chair and we jumped on the chair. We pretty much beat the chair up, <laughs> and then when we realized, yes, this is a good quality, then we ordered seven hundred of them. So, and same with the tables. Like we didn't want junk. Obviously, they take some wear and tear. So you just order a few, see if you like it, and then you order a lot. Did you go to different places or was there a one-stop shop? Uh, we No, we shopped around. There's a lot of different places. Um, and so like my local supplies are like my cleaning supplies. And my, I try to get that local. I do a lot with Ebert or now it's Western Supply. So, yeah. But I try to keep you know my business as local as I possibly can. But sure. there are things that, you know, of course, you have to outsource just because... They're not available locally. When you were, when everything was being built, did you have any challenges with things coming in over budget? Things that you had were planning on, and then somehow maybe with the market or something, it was coming in higher. Did, no, did anything I mean, like that happen? No, I mean we did pretty darn good. Um, I'm trying to think. No, I mean again, the sprinkler system was we didn't even budget that originally, um, and so that of course blew the budget. But I'm so glad that we did it. It's just a peace of mind thing, and it actually helped with our insurance anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, supply wise, again, we had done enough construction. Um, that um, we had a pretty decent handle on it. Um, you know, it's gravel. It's stuff like you just don't realize how much fills needed until you fill things. Like, yeah. you know, you have to, and the excavation, I think those things were a little bit higher than we anticipated, but that's a big parking lot to fill. Oh, <laughs> with yeah. All the gravel that we put in. Did you feel like there was a void to fill? Yes. And that was why you wanted to yeah. do this? I, I liked our our option because again you get to choose your own food and beverage um and so it's nice because some or and or sometimes people want to do their own and so that's it's a nice um option for them to be able to bring in their own whatever they want um there is an alcohol barrier as far as like certain things they can bring in but sometimes you know like hard liquor they can't so you know we find places that would do like a traveling bar or and or the people can apply for their own liquor license and in that. Have you ever considered becoming a full service venue? As far as bar and food? Yeah. No, you know, I don't. It's been eight years. Um, our kitchen's pretty small. It's more of a prep kitchen. Yeah. Um, the staffing side of things, like I'm thankful that we don't have all of that stuff. And the alcohol responsibility, I don't, I'm glad that I don't have that um, either. It's yeah. kind of nice to be able to, because like once they sign the contract over, they kind of resume liability and basically they take on that responsibility. Yeah. Okay, so do you consider yourself a year-round venue? Yes, I mean, we we never stop booking. Um, you'll see it slow down in the months of January and February, yeah. February especially, and I'm yeah. okay with that because, of course, the snow and the ice can be more, you know, than what you're wanting and the, and the sure. worry of removal, and we have that, we have all of those um, outlets to do, but, um, but no, we're, I mean, our, our main season typically is like March all the way through till December. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I was always fascinated because growing up, I always was under the impression there were June brides and September brides. (laughs) I got married in September. Yeah. So I was amazed to then find out that people are getting married practically year round. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? That's what I love about it because everybody's so different. And that's my favorite part is like, I, I, I'm in the same room every weekend, but it looks so different every weekend. And it's like, that's my favorite part to see some people come in and they bring trailers full of stuff. And sometimes people bring 
a few boxes, you know, and I love the simplicity and I love the details that some girls have, you know, so it's just fun. It's fun to see, you know, just again, different tastes and the room looks different every weekend. And I love that. How much freedom do you give in terms of decorating? Oh, I'm pretty flexible. Yeah. I don't really have a lot of restrictions. I'm not a big, huge confetti bomb fan, but (laughs) I mean, if they're, if their heart's set on it, then I try my very best to fulfill that. And that's, that's my goal. I mean, there are of course some safety, you know, factors that you have to worry about. So we talk a little bit about that, but if it's something that they have their heart set on, I usually am pretty flexible on that. Well, and not only do you have your, your barn, You've also got stuff outside as well, don't you? The Just the outdoor amphitheater? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, a yeah. lot of times people utilize that. So that's why our summer dates fill up so darn fast. But, you know, fall is a pretty good one, too. We get some okay. we get some really good fall weather. People don't mind being a little bit chilly. Yeah. Uh, of course, there comes a point where the wind, <laughs> the way it's been the last couple of weeks, uh, people don't like that oh as much. Gosh, but, yes. but we do have a backup plan. And that's kind of one of the things that I do help with as far as guest count goes. Like, you know, we can do a higher guest count, but the more people, the more tables— the less backup, you know, option that we had if we have to move the ceremony inside. What would you so, say your capacity is? I mean, legally, they say 390. I would never do that for a wedding. Yeah. Um, I like to stick around the 280 and under for comfort levels. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're not having ceremony with us, which on occasion we have where somebody would do a church wedding and then just do a reception, then we can be a little bit more flexible on that higher number because yeah. obviously we don't have to worry about a backup plan. Yeah. Well, obviously, I have to ask the question, what happened during the pandemic? Oh, the pandemic. What happened in terms of weddings during that time? It was, you know, I joke that I usually have an answer for everything. And if I don't, I usually find one. And that was probably the first year that I answered, I don't know, a lot. Um, and it was, you know, more like, I'm not sure. And so luckily, you know, I I was there helping counseling, counseling my brides <laughs> as I'm trying to counsel myself too, right? Um <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, a, you know, you do this, like I said, I've done this now, this will be my eighth year, and that's the first time that you actually hit the, where you're like, wow, I, I don't know what to do. So I got so lucky that almost all of our brides were, were so flexible and so kind, and they were able to just find a new date. And that's not, that's not an easy pill to swallow, right. you know, when you have everything planned out. But when you don't have a choice, you just learn to be flexible. So, so what does that mean when they had to find So I had other date? dates open, um, and luckily they were able to just move. And so I really only had, I mean, you know, we were closed down from March 17th to like the first or second week of June. Okay. And so I was lucky that I only had, I, I don't have the number off, but maybe seven yeah. brides that just, you know, here's my date options. Here's what I had open, whether from previous cancellations or dates that hadn't been booked yet. And they would just say, okay, I'll pick this one. Um, you know, I had a couple that were like, this is it. Like we had one that was in, you know, the armed forces and he, that was it. He was, he was getting shipped off and that was the only, so, you know, we just did a reimbursement, wished him all the best and yeah. crossed our fingers that, you know, we could move on, not have too many more of those. But, yeah. um, you know, I only had a few that were just like, couldn't couldn't reschedule. Okay. Um, but, you know, we had one girl just completely just skip over 21. She said, I'm just going to go to 2022. <laughs> I was like, fine. So she did. So we were just, we just transferred everybody. Yeah. Because, I mean, what do you do? We didn't really have. They appreciated the flexibility. Oh, and I appreciate, I mean, it was kind of the give and take. Like, I will do anything for you. Then they, you know, and they knew that. So they were helping me out as well. So yeah. it was a year of, of, learning how to be flexible in the wedding industry. And sometimes that's not always easy. Did you learn anything new 
through that experience that maybe makes you better at what you're doing now. Yeah, I mean, just not to worry, I guess, as much. You know, you, you started, and I joke that I wish I knew now what I knew then, or knew then what I knew now, knew then what I knew now, sorry, uh, where I wish I would have been able to enjoy our time off a little bit more. But it's there's so many factors of, of concern that you're, you know, writing numbers down every week when you're closed down and you think, yeah. oh my gosh. And so, I mean, you focus a lot on that because of course you're, you're scared of failure. Who isn't? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, learning that you can overcome obstacles that sometimes seem greater than yourself, but, uh, you know, we're open now and it seems like such a weird long ago memory that it almost like didn't even happen, which is weird. So so what about dental height? I still have my license. Okay. I still um, I still fill in very, uh, you know, once in a while. My old <laughs> boss is wonderful. He still lets me fill in every now and then or needs, you know, but, uh, and he still lets me, you know, clean my kids and husband's teeth because again, I'll keep my license. It's kind of yeah. something that you, you work hard for, you go yeah. to school for it. You just don't want to give that up, right? right. So um, it's there. And I, again, I miss my patients and it's nice every now and then want to walk through the door at the barn and I'm like oh yay or you know it, it's again it, it's still near to my heart because that's what I went to, to school for sure. so now with the um what percentage would you say is weddings with you with oh, your gosh, facility 98 <laughs> yeah okay. I mean I think I only do but see here's the thing weddings book out so far out that by the time a banquet gets started to plan we don't have any dates open. Okay. So prom was able to come in. So we do prom and we do like a turkey banquet every year. That's kind of our, our continuing. And the 4-H banquet, we actually donate for that. But okay. um, yeah, so prom finally got in. They, you know, So then now they book out every couple years. So they just keep that locked in. Yeah. And so we just kind of hold a little spot and then they say, yes, they want it. And then they, we go. So we've had prom, I think we've had it now for the last at least four years, four or five years. So. Okay. So that's fun. What else do you do, Jennifer? I mean, I, I know that you currently serve on the Chamber Board of Directors, and thank you very much yes, for that. Is yeah. there anything else that you do? We're to- heavily involved in Little League, um, Burlington Little League and West Burlington Little League. Um, mm-hmm. It's super important to me. Um, so I'm on the boards for those. Um, and, you know, again, keeping keeping it local. I work every weekend, so my poor kids don't get the experience or the option of the travel ball thing, which is okay. And so, and then I know that there's kids out there and families out there that, you know, financially or and or with work schedules can't do it. So Little League is very important to me because I want to be able to give children the opportunity, you know, that don't have those, you know, I don't want to call them luxuries, but those options to be able to play travel ball to keep it local. And, you know, I played Little League. I love the Sandlot. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of think of the nostalgia of baseball. And so, yeah, we work really hard to try to keep uh, the kids involved in that and just playing to get them out and get them exercise and yeah. teach them, you know, how to how to be a team. So yeah. so we serve on that. And, again, that's starting to get in. And I also coach two softball teams. Oh, too. you do? So, yeah. My Not daughters one, but two. Do. I have two daughters, so he can't just do one. So we, you know, my husband and I and a friend of ours all coach minor league and major league. So Excellent. Yeah, so that keeps us busy in the summer. So, any future plans for Barn on the Ridge? You know, I we're, there's there's always things. <laughs> Your mind's always reeling. There's always things. People always like to come up and give you ideas. You know, yeah. so you know, yeah. I mean, there's there's things that we talk about. Um, 
but nothing's set in stone yet. You know, it's it's good. You always think about how you can be, you know, what's next for you kind of thing. If you, so. could, if you could dare to dream, would it be something to add on to the structure? Would it be to add a new structure, something else yeah, onto I mean, the property? I think adding, you know, there's always there's always requests for a groom suite um, or a groom staging area. So that's always in the back of our mind. Um and, you know, more storage because I want more stuff, you know. Yeah. I have a lot of decorations and a lot of props that I let people use because they've just been given to me over time. So it's hard to say no to stuff, but I'm starting to kind of run out of room. So we've talked about maybe building something like that to have. Um, you know, of course, you know, there's always dreams. Like I said, if I was, I always joke if I was a little younger, we'd consider doing like a bed and breakfast out there. But, you know. How about a bigger office? Because you <laughs> do so much in such a small I do. Office. You know, it's funny. I, you know, I don't do a ton. My home is, you know, my office a lot too, you know, because I'm off. I have, we, my days off are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I say day off quotation mark. Uh-huh. We really don't have days off ever, but I do a lot of work at home when I'm, you know, obviously on my, my days off when I do my paperwork and stuff. And so that office is kind of, it's nice. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it does what it needs to do. Yeah. So I would give up my office before I would build up, build a bigger one. I think, gotcha. you know, I would, I would give that uh, up space wise and then just not have one, but we'll see. You just never mm. know. Last question. Sure. Utilizing your success story, what words of wisdom could you impart on somebody who wants to... Just do it. I mean, you know, of course it's easier said than done, but don't ever discredit yourself. I mean, and that was our thing. My husband and I, we weren't born into, you know, riches, fame and riches. And so, you know, usually things like this don't happen to ordinary people until you realize that it can. I mean, don't be afraid to take the risk. If you have a product that you believe in with all your heart and you're willing to work hard and be nice to people, I mean, lots of successes come with that. And so I usually just say, go for it. You know, I mean, again, you know, with good planning and and a good, you know, business plan, (laughs) which I learned is is important. I mean, you can do great things. And again, if it's a dream that you know you, you can fulfill and work hard for, I say go for it. Yeah. And your website, is, is it barnontheridge.com? That is correct. And we also have Facebook and Instagram and all that fun stuff. So, wonderful. so yeah. Well, Jennifer, thank you very much thank for you. coming in. It's wonderful to hear your story again. Thank you. And to share that with everyone. And so thank you. hoping that uh, everyone who hears this will be inspired. There you go. Go do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. And we thank you very much for listening. And we will see you next time on All Things Greater Burlington. been listening to all things greater burlington with stephen brody be sure to hit the subscribe button to catch all new episodes to learn more about all things greater burlington visit greaterburlington.com atgb